When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to this Tuesday episode of Purple Daily. Daily Vikings Entertainment, where we just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And you know what? They were showing this morning, they were showing some of the playoff you know, ramifications odds. I guess I didn't realize the Vikings lost, obviously. All the other teams behind them, so they're in the seven spot at six and five. Mm-hmm. The next closest teams are four and six. Yeah. It's like Packers and Falcons. Yeah. So to Declan's hottest Vikings take yesterday that this was literally like a preseason game in terms of like ramifications in the standings. Now, if you're trying to win the division, it's a little no, harder sorry. now because you know you gotta now you gotta in Detroit plays a week yeah. schedule, but they're in really good position still to go win 10 or 11 games. The Bengals don't have Joe Burrow in a month from now. And the teams behind them are just losing and largely garbage. I think if the Lions had lost to the Bears, I probably would have reworked that take a little bit because that would have been an opportunity for the Vikings to jump a game. Yes. You know, you have two in hand still to play against. It. So, like, I probably would have workshopped that potentially a little bit differently. But, yeah, at the end of the day, like, you're sitting pretty in the playoff picture. This is not a death sentence. It's all good. Yeah. All good. I prefer to hang on to the football. Agreed. Agreed. I'm not going to make excuses. I prefer to hang on to, to No, the football. it's not excuse. I, it's, I think there's room for two things. Alexander Madison should not be the starting running back. The Vikings have turned the ball over 20 times inexplicably. There's only like two other teams with more turnovers. Those are bad, 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 bad. Mm-hmm. Shame, shame, shame. Mm-hmm. And even though all of those things yes, happen, the, the they're still behind you are garbage in yes. a good spot to make the playoffs. Right. Yes. The teams, the teams so, that are, that are eight through the rest of the conference are not good. So Declan awful. was right. I have oh, acknowledged. No. I have acknowledged. No, Declan no, no. You should be not. No, was, no. You should be, you should be nine and two. You should be the number one seed in the conference. <laughs> Declan was looking for a silver. But no, that's, lining. But that can be true too. That can be true, have, too. Yeah, both blown your true. opportunity. Judd, I think it's it's true. They should be 9-2. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all the teams behind right. them right now where they <laughs> currently are, are garbage. Are garbage. These are not right. like mutually well, yeah. exclusive okay. things here, right? Okay. I mean, yeah, it's good. So Declan, garbage, was, Declan was right. That loss wasn't really that big of a deal. The loss concerns me. Sorry. <laughs> okay, that's fair. That, I'm not, I'm not going to not be concerned about it. It doesn't, it doesn't concern me. It doesn't concern me. We'll see who's right at the end of the day. Um, hey, before we dive into a bunch of stuff today, we're also going to cram in the uh, quarterback cesspool challenge today. We're just kind of reworking schedules with the holiday week this week. A shout out to our friends over at Federated. Federated's been around like a great offensive line for your business for over 100 years, helping businesses maximize their level of success through risk management, all sorts of tools and resources you can get your hands on and read about at federatedinsurance.com. If you're a next generation business leader, Federated's a great partner for you. Maybe you're taking over a company from your family and you're going to usher it into the next generation. Federated has a lot of experience with next generation business owners. Federatedinsurance.com where it's our business to protect yours. So uh, Justin Jefferson, a couple things here. Kevin O'Connell hinting strongly at his press conference that the Vikings at this point now so they opened up his practice window a couple weeks ago, which means he gets three game weeks of practice before he has to be activated or placed back on IR, right? Mm-hmm. But the bye week comes at the tail end of the three, and that doesn't count. So so at this point, Kevin O'Connell is basically saying, 
you know, we've already waited two weeks. He didn't say what I'm about to say. We got the Bears at home. We've already beat a bunch of teams without Justin Jefferson. Let's give him the extra week. Doogie reported on our scoop session today that Jefferson has felt just not a totally 100%. He's been opening it up and sprinting and whatnot, but that the Vikings are now kind of putting it out there that he's probably not going to play against the Bears. And apparently fantasy football players are enraged and pissed. And Jefferson had to go on social media and be like, uh, I'm a human. So if you guys could just STFU for a second here and let me be a human and recover, that would be great. Mm-hmm. So what, what do you make of all this with Justin Jefferson? Well, for, first of all, I think the fact that he went on Twitter is hilarious. And I tweeted him back and said, what would have happened if Randy Mo- if, if Twitter had been around in 2003, Randy Moss would have told you people to go F yourselves, jump off a cliff, and would have used other words that I won't even allude to on a family show. So it's so funny now that we're in, in an age where people actually, uh, star athletes, uh, I don't know if feel comfortable is the right word. Well, well, they're actually respond with a di- with a dignified, just please go away. Uh, but I think it's I think the most important thing to bring up in, in this is Jefferson a couple of weeks ago, to his credit, resumed doing his weekly press conference, which he does on Thursdays. And he made it very clear last week when asked a direct question. And Justin Jefferson does not answer questions he does not want to. So, like, he's not getting fooled. Yeah. He was asked um, about the decision and, you know, the team and Kevin O'Connell and the training staff, blah, blah, blah. And he said, make no mistake, at the end of the day, this is my decision. I listen to people and they can weigh in and that's fantastic. But this is my career, my decision. And do I think that the fact that he doesn't have a contract extension is playing a role in this whole thing? Perhaps I do. And I'm going to tell you right now, I will defend him on this entire thing. One, it's a hamstring. So we can't put ourselves in, in, like, if this thing blows, I don't think it's going to at this point, but let's just say it does. If a hamstring blows, you're in big trouble. That's not like. And then does he have, like, recurring hamstring issues for his career? Like, yeah. Yeah. So one, but two is. He doesn't have an extension. So do I blame him for being cautious with a career that's worth how many millions of dollars if maximized? Absolutely not. If the Vikings are involved and saying, you know what? We've lost, and it bears talking about this, one game without you now. We've lost one game without you. And we're going to hold you out through a Bears game to get you an extra sort of free week. That's smart too. I have a hard problem. In fact, if I find it personally almost... Um, impossible to get worked up about this. I think that this is the exact right thing. If the team had gone off the cliff without him, they already were. So the season's done then, right? He, well, might, not have, he might not have come back at come all. At all, right. Case. Yeah. But instead, they've actually come back and without him been very good. I think this has been handled perfectly. I would say my, my, my main opinion on this is do not play him until the Raiders game. You do not need Justin Jefferson to beat the Chicago Bears. And yeah, the Bears popped up and they were feisty against the Lions and they kind of rose up. And I felt like that was kind of their last stand. All right, we're going to try one one more to keep Matt Eberflus employed here. I could see the Vikings ending Matt Eberflus's career as Bears head coach on Monday night. Nationally televised game, Vikings coming off. Vikings are going to feel so dirty off that loss against Denver. All week long, extra day of preparation, with or without Justin Jefferson. I think Brian Flores makes Justin Fields' life miserable. So I think it would be a huge mistake if you're, unless you're 120% sure that his hamstring is ready to rock and roll. And even if I am, you can beat the Bears without him. You've beat better teams without Justin Jefferson over the past month or so. So give him the two weeks, come back against Las Vegas. Now he's back for December and January. And you get to add that element back into your offense. So go get Matt Eberflus, uh an updated LinkedIn profile on Tuesday morning without Justin Jefferson. That's what I say. Uh, by the way, here is the tweet from JJ uh, for the YouTube audience. You can see it on the screen for the audio audience. He tweeted at 1020 a.m. Central Time that my health is way more important than you winning your fantasy games. It doesn't matter how many times y'all flood my DMs talking about me selling your team. I don't care. Laughing emoji. <laughs> It's hilarious that that has to be said out loud in 2023, but here we are. I know. And if you were, so if you were to tell me though, this morning, as we record this, that Justin Jefferson's not going to play and the bears are going to upset the Vikings. But if he did play and the Vikings won, he tweaked it a bit. I take the loss. Yeah. 
I would too, because guess what? Back to our initial conversation. All the other teams behind you are garbage. But if they catch They're you, I don't care. Six. His career is not worth. I'm not going to mess around. This is not a. This is not a good enough team. Like there's very rare situations, very rare that I would take this chance. This ain't one of them. So if you were to tell me right now, Justin Jefferson's not going to play, the Vikings are going to lose, and you can attribute that to Justin Jefferson not playing. But the flip side is, if he does play, they win. He sort of tweaks it. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the L. By the way, I just I think this this feels like. You kind of nailed it a few weeks ago, Judd, or like after the Atlanta game. This feels like a divisional round playoff team. This feels like, now it depends on who they have to play in the first round. But if they were to draw the Lions, and it's the third time facing the Lions in like a month or something, I could, Brian Flores, cooking up something to to fluster Jared Goff. I don't know, like even, dude, the Eagles, they won again last night. But they're just like every game for them is a grind and it's ugly. I don't think we've seen the full version of the Eagles. But to your, so I think they're a divisional round team with Justin Jefferson. But I'm with you. They're not on the level of like the 49ers at their peak. The Eagles, if they're playing on all cylinders. And so no need to like right. get crazy and risk anything here in the next eight days. Or I guess it'd be six days from now. The Vikings are a really intriguing team to me because they, they are actually a good team that plays very flawed games at times. And they're not necessarily, don't mistake good with sexy. I don't know that, that they're a, like, like there are offensive things that are cool to watch, but I mean, like this defense works its ass off. It's not like scoring a bunch of touchdowns and stuff, but I think what it comes down to is this again, almost every one of their defeats, you can attribute to self-inflicted wounds, right? So if you can go in, in the first round of the playoffs and not screw up, you can win. Like the Broncos game was sort of like a playoff game, I thought, because it was really scrappy. It was not like a great game, but it was a lot of fun to watch, I thought. And and it was a it was a game in which like you saw both teams sort of just grinding their asses off. Yeah. And 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 you know, if you take away so if the Josh Dobbs fumble to start that game is the only turnover the Vikings have, the Vikings win. And that would have felt very much like a playoff type of win, I thought. Well, even uh, Phil and I kind of discussed this a little bit uh, on Feedback Friday when you were out, Judd, that they're probably going to play, probably, and things can change on Super Wild Card Weekend, uh, they're probably going to play the Lions. But if they play the Lions, like, would you rather play them or would you rather have to play the Niners? Like, I don't want to have to go to Santa Clara and play the Niners on Wild Card Weekend. Obviously, the sweetest matchup, and I don't think you can jump them, but if you can get to the fifth seed and have to play that terrible NFC South division, you'll be on the road. But, like, that would be obviously the most preferred route. I don't know if they're going to be able to get to the Cowboys because probably the second-place NFC East team is most likely going to have the five yeah. seed. But if you can yeah, get that path, I mean, that is – I think you'd walk to the divisional round. This is going to sound super weird, perhaps, but I think if you're the seventh seed, you can win any game against a two seed with two things. And here's what's, here's what's going to sound weird. I think your defense will, if you win, win you the game, and your offense simply cannot screw it up. They got to score some points, and they cannot screw it up. Is it a hot? I I was just going to say, if you throw, so, and it would be the third time that they're playing within a month, so it's a little dicey, but I think if you throw a look at at some looks at a guy like Jared Goff that he's not expecting or that screw him up, I think you got a real good chance as long as your offense doesn't shoot themselves in the foot. Is it a hot take to suggest that the Lions might actually have a great path to the one seed? I know that yes, so they're, it, they're only yeah. a game behind the Eagles right now. Yeah, good point. But the Lions are playing. Now, the Eagles, you could play the schedule game with the Eagles all day long. They're still probably the better team in like all these matchups. But right. And they just beat Kansas City last night. But they get they have Buffalo, San Francisco yeah. at Dallas at Seattle over their next four games. Now, they probably win out the two games against the Giants and then against uh, the Cardinals. The Lions, man, like, oh. you start to look at their schedule. They they do have the two games. Here, let me pull this up here. They do have the two games against the Vikings. But the rest of their schedule is Saints, Bears, Packers, home game against the Broncos. They do have an at Dallas. There's a pretty good chance that the mm-hmm. that the Lions could actually snag that number one seed. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, another thing for you guys here. So Kareem Jackson 
has been suspended four games for that spear hit to the chest and sort of the, the chin area of Josh Dobbs. The league announced the suspension on Monday afternoon while citing, quote, repeated violations of playing rules intended to protect the health and safety of players. The suspension is the second of the season for Jackson, who, who uh, has now had repeated illegal hits to opponents' neck and head area. I mean, on one hand, he, Dobbs was fumbling before that hit. Like, the ball was popping out before. If you if you kind of slow that play back, the ball was kind of, like, popping out, and then the hit just made it look worse. I hate coming on here, and we don't really do much of this on this show, and, like, blaming the refs. And, the, like, one thing that drives me nuts is when fan bases think that the league, there's, like, suits having meetings on a Wednesday <laughs> saying, how can we screw the Timberwolves this right. week? Like, no one cares. About the Timberwolves. How can we screw the Vikings? I don't think, I think if you were to like, for one season, if you were to say, okay, I'm a Buffalo Bills fan, I'm going to watch every Buffalo Bills game, or I'm a Eagles fan or whatever, like you would still feel like officials are doing your team the wrong way. So I hate doing the like blame the officials thing, but had officials correctly called this a penalty, it was a penalty. It was a blatant 15 yard penalty. The Vikings would have had a first and 10 at the 50 yard line driving maybe to score a touchdown or a field goal to set the tone in that game. Instead, the Broncos turn around, they pick up the football, turn around, and kick one of 14 field goals on Sunday night, and they wind up winning the game by less than a field goal. So it does it does kind of irritate me. It's like that was a super obvious spear illegal hit. Sean Payton's team are known for playing this way going back 15 years, and they missed it, and it impacted the outcome of the game, I think. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I think what's frustrating about, about it too, though, is, and I feel this both ways, the propensity of these crews now to throw flags on anything that they possibly can, and then they miss this. So it's like, right. okay, if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be looking, you know, hot, you you get the eye of a hawk for a hold or or an illegal block on a punt, and you're throwing flags left and right, and then you miss this obvious call. You know, and I know that the argument is, well, the game is so fast. Well, first of all, if the game is so fast, then you would miss almost everything. So that's not true. Right. And second of all, here's the other question I have. Okay, this guy's a repeat offender. He got four. He didn't get four games for this hit. He got four games because he lifetime achievement. Yeah, yeah, he's a repeat (laughs) offender. So you're not watching him at all. He gets away with this hit, and then, and then. It's a must review play because it's a turnover. So that's a, which is fine. I'm fine with that. But you can't call, but you can't then call what is clearly a flagrant foul, although you could call everything else can be reviewed in that play. So my question is this if we're trying to protect players, so this was not a missed hold, right? Like if it's a missed minor infraction, that's just too bad. It mm-hmm. happens. Um, but this is a fl- we're we are in an age of concussions where we are doing our damnedest to protect players. And we are yeah. ejecting. This was not just a flag and a 15 yard penalty. This was an ejectionable hit. They could have ejected him. Harrison well, we, Smith, dude, we review it in college. It, yeah. And Harrison Smith, that game, I think it was against the Texans a few years back, was ejected from a game, if I recall correctly, for a hit that, that wasn't this egregious. Mm-hmm. So you can't in retrospect, say, you know what? Because the league, and this is what gets me, the league then reviews it, obviously, and hands down the suspension. So the league, like, looks at this after the fact, but they're looking at it during the fact. Why can't you call this on replay? Because it is a violent act. I think, I've said this for probably 10 years, I think 15-yard level penalties should be all reviewable whether the official missed it or called it. So if you're a head coach, it should, and it shouldn't be like extra challenges. It should just be built into the challenge system. It's you get three, you get three challenges or, or I guess two, mm-hmm. and then a third one, if you get the first two, correct. Right. So we're not, we're not like stopping the game more often or anything like that. 
It's just built into you. If you, if you want to challenge a fumble or you want to challenge an out-of-bounds or you want to challenge, hey, I thought that that defensive player grabbed my quarterback's face mask and you missed it. Boom, challenge flag. I thought that defender launched with his, the spear of his helmet into my quarterback's chest. Boom, challenge flag. And then on the flip side, how many games are decided throughout the year? It's, I mean, it's not like every week necessarily, but with some bogus, you know, right. 15-yard penalty that wasn't. Correct. And, well, they're, it's not, sorry, I know these guys, it's like 22 Ferraris on a football field running, you know, 20 miles an hour into each other. And I thought I saw a 15-yard penalty with a minute left in the fourth quarter flag, and then you go back and you, and you review it. And, you know, like all of that, those are such impactful calls both ways. All of that should be reviewable, in my opinion. Yeah, and and so I will draw the line at this. So if, if you're a quarterback in the pocket and you're back to pass and a guy comes in and he takes his hand and swipes your mask, right? Like that gets missed con- consistently. Helmet. Yeah. It's got to um, be a hook and a grab. Yes. But but if I hit you hel- with my helmet, like if I lead with the crown, like the, the, the this league has gone out of their way to say we are concerned about concussions. They have to end. How What can we do? That, yeah. to me, is the type of play that the league should be able to say, you know what, that's a 15-yard penalty and, quite frankly, eject the guy. So um, there, there's, a, there's a lot of things that I won't defend the Vikings on. And, like, there's been a lot of plays that people complain about. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, they missed it, but they – you know, it's a miss. This is one where I will side with Kevin O'Connell and people who are upset because it meets the criteria of everything this league claims they don't want. And again, this is not a guy who is known for his sportsmanship. This is how he plays. Yeah, that's a problem. I just got I, I I can read this. I'm just going to read it. Alex Boone, uh, our guy Booney was texting me earlier about yesterday because he was going through the just seeing some of the YouTube feedback of like Vikings fans are really mad about the hit. And Boone kind of made a passing mention like, hey, football's violent. Like, right. you drop a play like that, your quarterback's going to get smoked. It kind of is what it is. And he, go, he goes, why are people so fired up about this hit? We talked about it. When you leave the pocket, you put a target on your bleeping back. Make football, hashtag make football violent again in a text to me. But then my pushback to him is, dude, like, wh- whether we want football to be harder hitting or not, like, that's a philosophical discussion. They play with a certain parameter of rules. Right. And coaches call different plays based on those rules. If you're, if it was 1995 and your quarterback was going to get jacked up with no protection, and then on Monday Night Countdown, great, you know man. these the the guys are oh, going to yeah. be sitting there on the panel. It's time to get jacked up. All <laughs> right, like that's a different era. You know what? You probably don't want your quarterback running outside the pocket and trying to pick up a first down because he doesn't have that protection. Quarterbacks are supposed to have that protection in today's game. Again, if they didn't, Kevin O'Connell, that's a terrible play call. Now, you think it's a terrible play call either way. But I'm saying, like, you it's build dangerous. that into your right. reasoning. Not, yeah. You I build it into your reasoning. Just like some of these, like, these mesh concept routes. That's right. Mesh uh-huh. concept yeah, routes. Yep. Yep. Over the middle stuff, right? Oh, back Dude, in the day? You ran those at your own peril in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Now, it's a freeway. You can't touch anybody, right? Well, you so, might get picked now. Like, like now it's like, am I going to be picked on this play so I can't get through my route? It used to be, am I going to die on this play? Right, 100%. Like, guys literally were just, like, foaming at the mouth unconscious running a crossing route in the ni- in 1986, yeah. you know? Not wrong. Chuck th- Cecil comes and takes your head off or something. I think we've discussed this before, but if anyone hasn't, go watch, and I think it's the CBS one, go watch the NFL intro for CBS of, like, the 1980s, and it's literally dudes <laughs> it's- getting <laughs> murdered. Like, just Dumb. absolute manslaughter is being committed in these intros. At the very least, at the lowest count. It is at least manslaughter. Like it's the seventies. I've seen it. Yeah, like WWE. It's the seventies. I love WWE. Phil loves it. We love wrestling, but it's fabric. Like this makes even like fabricated wrestling look absurd. Like they are suplexing and spearing each other. Go watch Stabbing the hit. Go go yeah. watch on on YouTube. I think it's the Buccaneers and Lions, and the Lions had a quarterback by the name of Eric Hipple, and he's running out of bounds, and as he gets to the sideline. He literally gets destroyed and he's just laying there. And you think for a second, yeah. oh my God, I think he just passed away. Uh, I just, this is from like the old days, early. Okay, here it is. I, yeah, is we can't, from, we can't play, we don't have the rights to play this on the channel, but I'm going to commentate for you. Okay, Hipple 
hands off, rolling to his left, looks like an old man, not very athletic. And oh nope. my god, <laughs> he gets <laughs> destroyed. Oh man, yeah, just go to YouTube. Eric Hipple gets destroyed. He's, <laughs> I mean, his helmet popped up. It's not even, it's, I mean, in retrospect, it's not funny at all, but it's so alarming. You know what, though? You would never see it. So this dude, we think of Kirk Cousins being one of the least athletic starting quarterbacks in the league, right? But that yeah, oh, dude can I'm, still scoot around. Like, you can yeah, roll him out. He athletic. can still score a touchdown. He is. He's way more athletic athlete, than schleps yes. like us. Yes. You would not see a quarterback. Eric Kippel is running out there like my 80-year-old uncle in a robe. Like, oh, God, here we go. And just gets destroyed. Yeah, it's, it's a bad visual because we can't run it. But definitely... uh Check out Eric Hipple gets destroyed. Oh, God, I just watched it again. It's terrible. Oh, man. As I said, it's not funny, but it's so alarming, you can't help but laugh. You're like, oh, my God. Uh, all right, it's time for a pigskin pecking order here, boys, where we put our heads together and we rank the 10 best teams in the National Football League each and every week and then tell you also where the Vikings fall. Now, last week, we all had the Vikings in the top 10. I had them ninth, and you guys each had them 10th, if yep. I recall. Let's fire this up and see where we stand this week. The number one team in the NFL, according to us, is the Philadelphia Football Eagles. You guys both had the Eagles as the best team in the league. I had them as the second best team in the league. San Francisco 49ers, number two. Baltimore Ravens, three. Chiefs falling to fourth after a loss last night. Mm -hmm. So, Judd, your top four. Eagles, one. Ravens, two. Niners three, Dolphins four. Chiefs aren't, I mean, Mahomes is unbelievable. Chiefs five, Chiefs five. Don't yeah. get me wrong, uh, but the Chief, and the Chiefs defense is very solid, but the lack of receivers yeah. beyond Kelsey really yeah. concerns me. Declan has Eagles one, Chiefs two still, mm-hmm. Ravens, uh, sorry, 49ers three, Lions four, Ravens five. And then mm-hmm. I have Niners number one, another two touchdown victory for them. Eagles two, Ravens three. I have the Lions four as well, along with Declan, and the Chiefs five. Plus, the Lions beat the Chiefs yeah, already fair. this season. Yeah, absolutely. So we all have the same five, just in different, uh, not necessarily, I guess, because Judd has the Chiefs out uh, and has the Lions six. Let's keep moving here. Lions five on our collective. Dolphins mm-hmm. six collectively, Cowboys seven, Jaguars eight, Cleveland Browns nine with that defense. Houston Texans jumping back in at number what a 10. Story. We all have the Vikings 12th this oh, week. Oh. Wow. First time wow. we've all been in agreement on where the Vikings stand. Still knocking on that door. So, so Phil, there's, you, the, there's the 10 again. Right? So, Phil, do you think of the teams that you wouldn't want the Vikings to have to play in the playoffs, I'm guessing that San Francisco is the one team that you would love to avoid the most. San Francisco, when Trent now. Williams is healthy and when they have a quarterback that doesn't have a torn UCL like they did in the playoffs last year, is, in my opinion, the hardest team to beat in the NFL. And Debo. They are now 19-2 yeah. and two in Trent Williams' last 21 games. Best left tackle in the NFL. Uh, the two losses are when Debo went down with a shoulder injury at the start of that Browns game, and then the playoff game against the Eagles where they were literally running wildcat formation plays yeah. because Brock Purdy couldn't throw passes with a torn elbow. So, yep. um, I mean, all these teams are hard beats, so it's not going to be – I don't think you're going to be like, oh, thank God we get to go to Philadelphia instead of Santa Clara for a playoff game. But those are the top ten teams according to us here. Uh, Judd, the top convenience store, according to us, before we get to Judd guesses the PFF grades, before we get to our quarterback cesspool challenge, is Quick Trip. That's because they are, as I've been saying now, your one-stop shopping. In fact, on a road trip myself, this weekend, I had plenty of choices, right? Plenty of choices of stores, but I only picked one. That would be Quick Trip, and they are all over the place. They're fantastic. Grocery shopping, gasoline, the great Karuba coffee. And also, they give you a chance to win in uh, right now what they're calling their Vikings opening drive. 
Purchase any pothole pizza or 20-ounce Pepsi-Cola product with quick rewards to enter. Purchase both products together with quick rewards and receive 10 bonus entries. One weekly winner will receive a $10 gift card for every yard gained during the Vikings opening drive. If the Vikings score a field goal on that drive, the winner will earn an additional $500 quick trip gift card. If the Vikings get a touchdown on that drive, the winner will earn an additional $1,000 quick trip gift card. Weekly winners have a chance to win up to $2,000 in quick trip gift cards. All weekly winners also will be entered for a chance to win a grand prize, which is a pair of 2024-25 Viking season tickets, free fuel for a year from Quick Trip, a total value of $5,500. Just visit quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes. That's quicktrip.com slash sweepstakes for full details. And remember, one-stop shopping, convenience is all at Quick Trip. Yes. Also, a shout-out to our friends at Livia. Okay, I know it's Thanksgiving week here, and so you're you know, you're probably going to have some food. It's great. But uh, this is a great time. Start a month and a half before everyone else when it comes to changing your life and losing weight. Absolutely. In fact, uh, if you are watching this right now, that sports dad, a couple of years ago, I was uh, I was like, I got to lose some weight. How can I do it? Livia helped me do exactly that. Down 40 pounds. And there's no better time than right now to start their doctor recommended program. Join today. You're going to save up to 50% off with Livia's Black Friday offer. You can lose up to get this 10 pounds in your first two weeks, 20 pounds or more before January, uh, before January 1 of 24. Can you imagine that down 20 pounds? Call 855-GO-LIVIA or visit Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. Join the long list of Purple Daily viewers and listeners who have uh, taken the advice of Sportsdad and have dropped the weight, Livia.com. Okay, it's time for Judd to guess the PFF grades here Mm. from... That game on Sunday night, we're going to put Judd's longtime beat writer, radio host, podcast, and YouTube guru, all of his football knowledge to the test, his eyes against PFF's internal scouts. We're looking for, we'll start with the offense, the three highest graded offensive players that played at least, uh, we'll go 20 snaps, and then the three lowest graded offensive players, you get three strikes to name the six players. Okay, if I've learned one thing in the past two years of trying to do this, it's I should go with standbys. I should go with guys. There are just some guys PFF skews towards. Um, and this guy is a guy that PFF skews towards, Here's and he caught a, a touchdown pass. Here's, Here's a guy. A you, talk, guy. <laughs> you talk about a guy at the bottom of my PFF, which, which is ironic because he owns part of the company list. Colin, I used to love Collinsworth. Um, I don't love him anymore. You're not in anymore. Josh Oliver, top three. Josh Oliver had one of his best games of the season. He was the number one graded player for the Vikings offensively, a 90 grade out of 100. PFF likes him without catches, it feels like. Oh, yeah. yeah. Once he, he catches a pass for a touchdown. It's right. over. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's over. It's over. Okay. Um, this guy did enough where I think he definitely got the snap count, and he definitely did enough that I th- I feel like, especially because there was an overall performance of substance, Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler was the second highest graded player oh, offensively boy. for the Vikings. If you're looking for more evidence, don't let Chuck get hot. He was not. He, he had a, actually a really bad grade in pass protection. He had the one great blitz yeah, pickup, and then he kind of struggled. But he also had the run, the punt, uh, the punt thing probably, the fake punt probably helped him out in some way, shape, or form. I would guess. All right, I'm looking Judd for one. Hot. I'm looking for one more. Let Judd cook is what the uh, what the kids like to say. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, there's usually an offensive lineman on both sides of the equation here. The question is who who is in the top three, and I'm going to go with another old standby, Christian Derisaw. Christian Derisaw was the. Fourth highest oh! graded player in this game. Oh! Oh! We got hotties. Brutal. Brutal. Okay, okay. They didn't have a wide. Did they have a seventy-two wide rec- grade? Seventy-two grade. Did they have a wide receiver play? I mean, the top catches by receivers were like Addison Powell with something like three apiece. Um, oh boy, this is gonna be tough. Deep breaths. Okay. Stay within yourself. Okay, I'm going to take a second chance at the top three, and if I'm wrong on this, I'm then going to descend to the bottom three before my third strike, okay? Okay. Brian O'Neill. Brian O'Neill. He's a big man, big human being. He was not one of the three highest-graded players. Okay, I'm going to now go to the bottom of the 
the offense four, some down four names left here yeah four names yeah so some down on my last strike here since i'm down to the the last strike um alexander madison bottom three Unfortunately for you, anyways, no, he was kind of middle oh, of the pack. He had a 64 really? grade out of 100. Such Not a good grade. start. Such a good start. Yeah. The other players we were looking for, TJ Hawkinson was the third highest graded player, 73.4. Yeah. And then the three worst players that played at least 20 snaps were KJ Osborne, Ed Ingram, and Dalton Reisner. Dalton Reisner was awful in the run blocking game. Apparently. I was going to guess okay. Dalton Reisner. So, yeah, he's been, you know, he's, kind of, a, How's he's Cleveland? kind of a guy. How's Cleveland do, doing in Jacksonville? Let's check that out real How's quick. How's Ed's doing? Let's see. Let me see. I got the PFF uh, machine rocking and rolling here. So uh, Ezra Cleveland, you know, he actually, uh, oh, no, he did play. He played finally 19 snaps. Oh, that's it. Not as a starter, by the way. He came in and played 19 snaps. Interesting. Was great in pass protection. Uh, had a 62.8 grade, I guess, so. Okay. Kind of a small sample size. Back up at left guard there. Yep. Okay. So, all right, now we're looking for the same thing on defense. Three best, three right. worst, and we'll draw the line at, uh, yeah, 20 snaps seems like a good line here. Okay, okay. And just so you know, uh, guys that didn't qualify that you may think, Jawan Williams played 17 snaps. He's not going to count. Anthony Barr played 12. He's not going to count. Okay. There's other guys, too, that didn't count, but they came close, and I just wanted to give those names to you. Daniil Hunter among the top three. Daniil Hunter. Mm. Really gone off oh. the rails here, you guys. I was cooking before, and now I'm not cooking. Mid-pack. Now I'm not cooking. I'm just not cooking anymore. Yeah, trust your eyes. Yep. Well, actually, I did on, on Daniil. I trusted my eyes. I don't trust PFF. I'm done with them. Um, all right, so... Okay, for bottom three, I'd, I'd like to switch back and forth a little bit here. Sure. Because uh, Makai Blackman, bottom three, he had a tough night. Got beat on one drive twice, got beat on the touchdown. Okay, yeah, so they're just... uh, they're giving him what? Kind of middle of the pack. And he was, it's funny, he was targeted six times, six catches, six for six. I don't, I don't know what they, they liked him in the run game, I guess, a little. They liked him as a tackler. I don't know. Well, that's great. They, Does he play defensive tackle now? Yeah, I don't know if I love this grade on Makai Blackman, but... Like, I'm finding faults right now with PFF. Now you're lashing out. Yeah. You're lashing now out. I'm, well, it's Thanksgiving week. There's a lot of hostility worked up. It's a it's a time of year where people claim that they love their family, but they get super annoyed and they're forced <laughs> to spend time with them. So, yeah, I'm lashing out. Um, all right, this, is, this throws me for a loop here. I, I'm really surprised that Hunter didn't make it. Uh, in t- uh, boy... All right, bottom three. I'm I'm, I'm going to stay on the negative. Harrison Phillips, bottom three. Harrison Phillips, Harry Phillips. Boy, this is a tough one. A tough one for you. Oh, good. Yeah, Harrison Phillips was kind of kind of mid pack, fifty five point nine. So that's over over three strikes there. Yep. It's okay. We know yep. that you, you yep. no, you're a made man when it comes to football knowledge and coverage. So defense, I was terrible. So the top three graded players were Ivan Pace Jr., 77.9, great in the run game. Harrison Smith and DJ Wanham. DJ Wanham had a sack, couple of pressures. I was going to guess Pace and Wanham, and I couldn't do it. I didn't think, I didn't think that uh, – I didn't realize. Yeah. Those guys combined for six right. stop tackles. Now, Ivan Pace is brutal in coverage. You, he, he really looks clunky going backwards. So how does this average out? So I think it's because, for instance um, – he was great in he he played about like fifty percent of his snaps in coverage, fifty percent of his snaps in run blocking, great or in run uh, stopping, great yep. in run stopping, meh in in coverage, and it averaged out. He was so great in the run game that it just kind of like so weighed to me like down. that should be the definition of middle of the pack, like fifty fifty. You're good in one, you're not. Good but in other the guys, other. no. But other guys were maybe bad in coverage and didn't like wreck running plays. And that's why they're lower. Does that make sense? So mm. if I'm amazing in the run game, and I'm meh in the coverage game, and you are meh in you the coverage game, and vacate meh in the, the top run of the game. list, I would vacate the top of that list. Everyone's if everyone's meh, then everyone gets to be a meh, great or worse. The three so, worst graded players were Josh Metellus, Cam Bynum, and Jonathan Bullard in this game. 
Really? Uh, Daniil Hunter, by the way, had four pressures, a sack, two quarterback hurries. He also had two stop tackles. So Okay, that's he's top three then. Come on, PFF. <laughs> come on. You know what? Instead of me guessing them, they're going to have to come on and guess Sports Dad's PFF grades. I'll show them. Yeah. I'll call Collinsworth. I'll say, here, I'll say, I'll say here's, a, here's a guy well, who can do the job better. He thinks he knows what he's this looking at. God's better. And, you know, this, he's just struggling. It's unbelievable. He, he, he can't do it. He, you know, he, he's been doing beat writing for years, and he goes to podcasting. And, you know, here he is. He's trying to get the grades, and he's struggling. I feel like we might need like a Kenny Albert, a Kenny yeah. Albert, Chris Collinsworth broadcast booth here. You know, coming up next, it's the Vikings and the Bears you know what on they Fox. Do? It's Kenny Albert and Chris Collinsworth here Here's what, at Lambeau here. Field, at Soldier Field. I got it for both of you. That this new endorsement for Phil, you guys should do the life story of people. <laughs> Through, through Collinsworth or Kenny Albert. Sound stories, Welcome. yes. It's Sound Story, where Kenny Albert and Chris Collinsworth interview your grandfather about his life. You're just a Years great guy. Ago. He was a veteran, served overseas, and, you know, he cares about his family. <laughs> he just, he's just a family man, you know? What, what can you say? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. By the uh, way, so, yeah, Sound Story, this could be the perfect holiday gift. This could be the perfect holiday gift for you at mysoundstory.com. the holiday for gift shopping, and you know, here it is. It's just presented to you. <laughs> so, like, legitimately, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like, so what, my grandfather played football at Notre Dame almost 100 years ago for Newt Rockney. And uh, he was a barnstorm pitcher back in, like, the early 30s or mid-30s. He pitched against Satchel Paige at one point. And we have all these, like, written things and stories, and there's, like, newspaper clippings. But he died in 1969. So I've never heard my grandfather's voice. I never met him, never heard his voice. MySoundStory.com. So this is where Sound Story comes in. It's a professionally produced hour-long conversation where you or one of your loved ones is interviewed by your choice of professional interviewers. I am one of those choices. Go to the MySoundStory.com, go to the Minneapolis section, and uh, I'd love to connect with you and your family and sit down for one of these interviews. It's like recording a podcast that you and your family get to keep forever. Childhood memories, career accomplishments, mom, dad, grandpa, grandma. Think about all the possibilities. Go to mysoundstory.com, enter the promo code PURPLE at checkout to get this Black Friday week special of 10% off. That's 10% off a gift certificate for Sound Story. Promo code PURPLE at mysoundstory.com. Sound Story for you, for them, forever. And now let's talk about Nutrisource. Nutrisource is the official pet and dog food of Purple Daily and Score North. Maya Mackie, let us, let us sleep in the last couple of days. Very uh, appreciative. <laughs> That's awesome. Of that. Uh, but yeah, she gets very excited to eat Nutrisource chicken and rice for every single meal. It's great. Dex, talk about Stella. In Chris Collinsworth's voice. Oh, you know, here she comes. You know, she goes outside after waking up, pop, pop, takes a couple steps in and says, hey, you know what? You know what, you know what really gets me going is some of those Nutrisource training treats. You know, I'm a little older dog. It doesn't matter whether it's the whether it's the treats or it doesn't. You know, I, just, I just want a nice little tasty treat from Nutrisource. That's all I want. That's Nutrisource. NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. Oh, my God. Oh, there it is. Just be calling those games on. On Fox! Let me share this here for the YouTube audience here. We'll do our quarterback cesspool challenge a day early here, gentlemen. You thought you pulled a fast one on old Macadac last week. There we go. This janky production here for the YouTube audience. So you guys, you guys tried to bait me into Tommy DeVito. And you did successfully. It's the second straight week that you've baited me into a pick that I wasn't feeling. Tommy DeVito goes out and scores, what is like 300 yards, 250 yards, leads the Giants to a bunch of offense that they couldn't generate. Well, we'll find out how that ended in a QBR way in just a second, okay? The joke's on you guys. But here's what we do. It's a weekly celebration, the quarterback cesspool challenge, of bad quarterback play in the National Football League. Each member of the show can only use a quarterback once per season. We do a draft every week. We have to pick different quarterbacks each each week. And then if you like if you use Kenny Pickett in week 5, you can't use him anymore. It's like a survivor pool basically. 
The scoring is lowest QBR. That's what we're hunting for here, okay? Last week, Zach Wilson had the lowest QBR oh. and then got benched for, was it Tim Boyle, I think? Mm-hmm. Yes. In New York? Yep. Tim Boyle. He had a 3.7 QBR on a 0 to 100 scale, which is garbage. Oh. And uh, my guy Tommy DeVito on a 1 to 100, 0 to 100 scale, despite throwing for a bunch of touchdowns, a bunch of yards, he took nine sacks in that game. The running backs, like, made up for a huge chunk of the passing yards. So he only had a 36.1 QBR, but not good enough to surpass Russell Wilson, who Judd picked, a 31.9 QBR in a grinded performance against Brian Flores' defense. Dex had Baker Mayfield at 48.1. So, Judd, congratulations. You pick up the weekly victory with Russell Wilson. Two in a row, I think. Yeah, and you're back to uh, tying Declan with four wins on the season. Declan has four. Judd has four. I have three. Declan still leads the overall season standings here with a a 40.5 QBR. On a 0 to 100 scale, Judd, 42.2. I'm at 44.9. It's all very tightly contested here as we search for the worst quarterbacks. So with that, the draft order is in reverse order, which means Declan picks first, I pick second, Judd picks third. All right, first pick for me, no problem. We mentioned him already. Give me Tim Boyle. I'm going to take Tim Boyle. Uh, Dolphins defense, since Jalen Ramsey has come back, has actually been really good. Uh, and Tim Boyle, I'm just looking at this. I did not know this. You guys ever Googled Tim Boyle's college stats at Connecticut? No. So uh, you know, can't say I can't have. say you have. No. Yeah. Well, no. spoiler alert. Uh, he only threw 275 passes in three years at Connecticut. He threw one touchdown and 13 interceptions in college. Wait, what? No, dude. Yeah. What? That can't be right. Why is he an NFL quarterback? Am I looking at the right Tim Boyle here on on Twitter? Is someone doctored this box score? No, 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 he he transferred to Eastern Kentucky. He went and played like like Division II or something. No, you're not wrong. One touchdown and 11 picks. And Division I football. And then, (laughs) okay, yeah, but then at Eastern, okay, Eastern Kentucky. Yeah. His one year at Eastern Kentucky, he did throw... 11 touchdowns and 13 picks. Okay, there you go. Improvement. Why is he an NFL quarterback? So he just sucks. What? And Trevor Simeon can't get the start above him. That's the incredible thing. Oh, man. All righty. Well, great pick by Declan there. Timmy Boyle. Yeah, I think you're going to be rewarded on uh, Black Friday. Yeah. Dude, there are some juicy options this week. Mm -hmm. Juicy options. Um, Let me write down Tim Boyle for Declan so I don't forget. So, I think I'm going to go Aiden O'Connell against that Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be pissed at home. Oh, I sniped it. Give me Aiden O'Connell against the Kansas City Chiefs. Sniped it. Oh, man. I had no idea I I, I was going to win, so I had two names written down. (laughs) Those were the names? And Aiden O'Connell. You got to prep three. Always prep three. Oh, you got to prep three, man. I didn't prep three. I, I'm going to be honest. I, I, I didn't I prep three. I checked the box scores on Sunday. I didn't prep three. I didn't prep three. So you're going to have to bear with me a second here. Wow, we have I, to wait for you uh, to do research oh, right now. Live while on the show. I do my research, I'd like to apologize to the to you guys I and like, fans at home. I feel like if you don't make a pick within 10 seconds, then we get to assign you a quarterback. That's not that's not a rule that we have yet. Ten. We can, we, we can certainly... We, <laughs> We can certainly explore Patrick that. Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, who's starting for the Patriots? Oh, man, well, you're like the guy the in the fantasy league that's like. I know. Uh, I told you. I did anyone prep. did anyone take Tyreek Hill, sir? It's the ninth round. It's the ninth round, dude. Yeah, I, I Mac Jones, I think, oh, is you know still what? the star. But like, and we're also doing this on a Tuesday yeah. too. Like, this is a little ballsy, you know. Like, we're we're kind of past the point of if you're going to start or not. So you might you're going to have to just make a pick, man. Yeah, yep, this is yep, self-inflicted. Yep, yep. You're right. You're right. It's totally self-inflicted. It's totally self-inflicted. Um, but I, but I gotta, but I gotta make a pick of a name I know who's starting and one that you haven't used before. Do you have your list in front of you? I've got my list right okay, here. Yes, God. I'm more nearly that, way that would have been better. If you okay, them. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read the list of quarterbacks you've chosen so far, just to buy you 15 seconds here, and I then right here, yep. if you don't have. 
If you don't have a pick by then, then Declan that's and I will sign That's a very fair thing. That, yep, yep, Josh yep, Dobbs, Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. Mac Jones, Desmond Ritter, Justin Fields. Oh, you know what? Bryce Young, Kirk I got Cousins, it. Kenny Pickett, Jaron Hall, Tommy DeVito, Russell Wilson. You've picked yep. three Vikings quarterbacks so far. I got it. I'm going Jordan Love. There you go. Jordan Love. I was okay. actually going to use that before I realized yep. I won. I'm not Thanksgiving game, right, against, the, yep. against, against Detroit? Against Detroit. Yeah, he's not, you know, he's not a train wreck, but he certainly can be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'll go Jordan Love. Okay. He he was actually my third choice. I just forgot about him because I was confident. I thought I lost. I thought I thought I, I lost. I thought that that um, Russ actually had a good enough QBR. So it 31.9, takes, it, man. It takes like three That's hours cool. or so after the game finishes for the QBR to log. And then also yep. I think I have noticed it does fluctuate like the next day by like a point or two. Like I have noticed that. Because I typically oh, that's because they have a raw QBR and yeah. then like a finished QBR. And a finished QBR. So I don't know what the difference is. But no. it doesn't. But it doesn't update during games. To your point, no. Declan. Yeah. Like, no, because like, you need you context. Know, the rating you need, like, does. The full context of the yeah. game and the win so, probabilities. You know, like, and stuff. Next week, you can you can look at who won between the three of us, and you know have a have an idea of what quarterbacks you could use. Uh yeah. I just wrote that down this time. <laughs> <laughs> I just wrote uh, that down man. this time. Anyway. Uh, hey, you know you know what isn't a cesspool? Mm. Finch Home Solutions. It's the opposite. Oh. They might they, they're here to fix your cesspool of electrical problems yeah. or your well, cesspool of uh, hot tub. Right? I, I was going to say, let's say you got a problem. Let's say you've that? got. Uh, let's say that that you've got issues of of a water nature that have affected your electricity. Then guess mm. who can fix that? Finch Home Solutions. To Phil's point, let's say that, you know, it's getting cold outside or the weather outside is frightful and you want to be delightful. Well, then you want to install a hot tub, right? If you're going to do that, you know who you need? You need someone to do all all the electrical work. Finch Home Solutions. In other words, my friend Cody and his team at Finch Home Solutions, they have the answers to keep your house safe, to keep the excitement of the hot tub going. And all you need to do is call them and that truck shows up my friends aren't doing the beeping sound i don't know why perhaps oh, they, sorry thank you very much that's a uh, 612-357-2604 612-357-2604 or finchhomesolutions.com finchhomesolutions.com uh their website is newly remodeled you can go on there make an appointment they will show up they will take care of everything fast courteous professional finchhomesolutions.com there's no one else that you would rather have come to your house to repair any electrical issues it's finch yeah hey thank you guys for being part of this journey today quarterback cesspool apologize for my lack of preparation of three (laughs) names won't happen again Oh, man. Hey, if you guys could give us a a like and a subscribe click on the Purple Daily YouTube channel and a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, it helps us spread the word about this awesome community of Vikings fans. We'll see you guys. Purple Daily.